Hey everyone, so you want to know how to use Anchor, right? I'm here to inform, guide, and help you on how to use Anchor. Anchor is a phone app and hosting site owned by Spotify. It's the awesome idea to start creating your podcast by attempting to be the one-stop shop for podcasters without an extensive technical background. You can follow the vertical integration model, meaning that you can record, distribute, and monetize your podcast. Why are you struggling with paying a hosting site which includes promoting your show with limited storages? Forget about it. It's the simple fact that unlimited storage is free. It includes recording, adding music, intros, outros, and uploading episodes. Plus, you get paid some money to put in your pocket through sponsorships with no minimum listenership. That's fantastic and magnificent, isn't it? These are the important things to create and make a podcast. You can download Anchor on your phones, tablets, laptops, and computers, or you can check out anchor.fm so you can get a head start on your podcast right now. Remember, if you have a dream of creating your own podcast, don't let anyone stop you from achieving your goals and dreams. If I can reach the amount of success loving what I'd love to do in this career, podcasting field so can you i'm g money stacks thank you for listening and have fun with your podcast let's go What's up, USA, Canada, International, Long Island, aka Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens. This is this is your man G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator, aka Greg. Of course, most people know me by um 
by Greg, of course. Um, some people do. Um, but other than that, um, AKA the creator, YouTuber, host with the most, misunderstood, lonely nomad, unstoppable independent podcaster, and rookie podcaster of Laurelton, Queens, New York. And you're rocking and hanging with the 44th episode with me on the sports edition show of Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast. Live and direct from StreamYard, alongside with YouTube and alongside myself, it's the Instagram live feed. So make sure you turn your notifications so you can see me in action on Instagram live on each episode recording and when each episode is going to be dropping. Now, I do apologize for the delay of episode 44 because I was actually going through something, which is where I'm going to get into a little thing real quick called um, mental health checking real quick. A little PSA, man. Now, the reason for this, the reason for the delay of episode 44 is because I was actually going through, um, I was actually going through something actually involving, you know, a, a cyber bully who actually was saying some horrible things to me that I didn't really quite understand. And, and because of the fact that, oh, because he's a fan, because I'm not going to say who it is on here. I'm not going to say who it is on here, but because, but because he has this fancy MCU podcast and all that other crazy stuff or stuff, all that is all good and dandy. But the, but the thing I'm not understanding is you over the, you over there talking down to people, including me over, over some, over some stuff that, that you quite don't really get. Why hate on a person's success, and why hate on a person who who you who you say that's not authentic enough based on mental health? Well, guess what, motherfucker? Mental health is a real thing. You have no idea how many people committed suicide over the years, including this year too. So, so. You know, first of all, you and, and another thing, you're not the first person with, you're not the first person to have traumatic experiences. Okay, that's one thing I know for sure. But for the most part, if you're going around hating on somebody, how does that make you feel good? It doesn't make you feel fucking good at all. All right, and for the most part, for the most part. For you to say I don't have a struggle, well, let me tell you something, man. I had fucking seizures all my life. That's scary. All right. I've been dealing with so many passings, especially especially losing people that I care about or whatever. You know what I'm saying? For you to say I don't have a struggle, well, guess what? You're fucking wrong for that shit. And then re- and the reason why I'm addressing this in this mental health um checking segment, it's because I can't hold the emotions inside of me. It has to be addressed, and as a person, to say, and as a person to say that, to say that, that I'm being what you call, whatever it is, some hateful shit, saying that I'm like you know, phony or whatever case scenario may be. Well, guess what though? Guess what though, man? 
I'm the one using my platform to tell my testimony of what I've been through. That's my struggle. I've had blackout seizures over the years at the age of 13 or 14, which I'm not scared to fucking admit. So before you go around hating on somebody, making all these crazy ass statements or whatever, let me tell you something. Because cyberbullying is not going to get your ass anywhere. It's not going to get you the fucking success you want. Just because you're monetized does not mean you get to talk shit about other people. And usually I try to be calm about this, but this one really angered me, okay? The next time I hear somebody try to say some hateful shit or whatever, your ass is getting fucking blocked. I don't got time for your bullshit anymore, you know what I'm saying? I don't have time for this shit. I got too much going on for me right now, not just with work, but because of my own podcast shows that I'm trying to do. So for you to say I'm not doing anything, well, guess what? I had a two-year anniversary this year, plus two one-year anniversaries. Can you say the same about yourself? No, because you're too busy in a fucking rut because your life is is not as successful or whatever career you're doing is not as successful, you get the chance to take it out on people. No, you ain't fucking right. You're not fucking right at all. And it makes and it clear and it's clear to me that you're fucking ignorant. You're fucking ignorant. You're fucking arrogant. And and you think anybody's gonna take you seriously while you fucking cyberbullying people? You're dead ass wrong. And that's grimy what you did. And I don't appreciate that bullshit voice message or whatever case scenario may be for saying hateful, mean, mean shit to me. Well, guess what? Who are you? You don't pay my fucking bills. You don't pay my fucking transportation or anything like that. All right. And let me just make this let me just make this clear to 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 some people out there who are trying to trying to basically make a podcast, all right? Of course, there's going to be a few people that's going to say some hateful shit or whatever, right? But what you want to do is just block them. You know what I'm saying? Block them from your life and and you know you know, none of us deserve to, none of us human beings deserve to be cyberbullied. I myself don't deserve to be cyberbullied based on based on the success that I have. Well, you know what? I'm gonna continue to be relevant because number one, I'm not gonna just, you know, I don't have to tell people how great I am. I'm letting the success speak for itself. And to the new podcasters out there and for those that's doing it right now don't let a cyber bully or anyone else for that matter stop you from from following your goals and dreams to your success everybody's success is different you know what I'm, you know what i'm saying and i just wanted to point this out because because it's important to me and and as for 
And as far as how I actually, as far as like how I care for people, look, it's all, for me, it's about instincts. Sensing, sensing, sensing what's wrong. It's not about projecting anything. I sense things with my instincts. I just go for it based on gut feeling that comes organically and naturally for me it may not work for some people but it does for me mental health matters to me and i'm sorry for taking the whole the whole um couple minutes but i really need to address this because this is important and and as far as anybody, including, including um, anybody that you know or whatever, please make sure you reach out to one another. Make sure you take the time to spend some time with one another. Because you never know what a person might be going through, like some unbearable pain. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Unbearable pain is not something you just play around with. So, with that being said, to, to, to the people that's been going through, you know, being cyberbullied, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Pococha, whether it's any other social media out, outlets out there that you're using for your live streams and stuff like that, just to let you know that you're not alone in this. You're not alone in this. And this is my second time being cyberbullied by somebody that I never met. So, you know what? I'm going to just, this is what I would, this is what I'm going to do to a hater right now, man. And a cyberbully who actually tries to test my patience and stuff. So, we're going to flush him right now, man. Go to the blender. The more the story, um, folks that's listening right now over the world and watching this, this was a little bit of a PSA. Um, you don't want somebody to do, you don't want to be, you don't want anybody doing harm to you. But you do want to, but like you're doing on to others. So that's just that's just not that's just not cool. And I'm not cool with cyberbullying. I don't play that shit. All right. I really don't play. And you just 
the more you pick on random people, the more you're going to be in a sunken fucking place, okay? Because I'm not the one sinking. I'm not the fucking problem. You are. And like I said before, arrogant people, ignorant people, you don't deserve to be a part of my atmosphere. Because your fucking asses is done. All right, now that I got that off my chest, we got we got a passing in, in the sports world that we need to get into right now. Um, he goes by the name of Paul Silas, so let's get into the segment right here called the Quick Side Bleacher Bar. All right. For those of you who may not know who um, Paul Silas is, I'll fill you in. All right. So here's what we have here. Okay. So the NBA would, the NBA world together as they mourn the loss of a former NBA player, Paul Silas. Silas was a three-time NBA champion and coach in the league for 12 years. Known as a fierce rebounder, many NBA legends went on to social media to share their condolences to Paul's son, Stephen, and his family. Paul Silas started his career way back in the 1960s. He played for 16 seasons in the league with five different teams. Man. Five different teams. Yes, a two-time All-Star Silas won two of his NBA championships with the Boston Celtics and one with the Seattle Supersonics. Following the tragic news, many former players paid their respects on social media, including Magic Johnson, um, Michael Jordan, Vernon Maxwell, Sean Livingston, and more. <clears throat> Silas undoubtedly had an impact on a lot of people in the league. ESPN's Adrian um, Wolnarowski Wolnarowski released a statement from Michael Jordan on the passing of Paul Silas. As part of his message read, in quote, on and on or off the court, Paul's enthusiastic and engaging personality was accompanied by an anecdote for every occasion. He was one of the all-time great people in our game, and he will be missed. Yeah. Magic Johnson also shared a message on behalf of himself and his wife, Cookie. So, um, he states on Twitter, R.I.P., rest in power, rest in paradise, to... Hall of Famer, three-time NBA champion, and my guy, Paul Silas. Paul made a huge contribution to the game of basketball and will will be sorely missed. 
Cookie and I send our prayers and condolences to the entire Solace family. Here are some more reactions from former NBA players and legends, starting with um Mar Mario Ellie. Um, his dad died, Paul Silas. And Ron Harper states, give Coach Silas my condolences. His dad was an awesome man and a good coach. Much respect to Paul Silas and love for the family, um, Houston Rockets. And he's Mario Ellie states, my condolences go out to Coach Silas and his family. Paul Silas was a very good player and coach. Sean Livingston says, my prayers goes to the Silas family. I enjoyed my time as a player with Coach Paul Silas in Charlotte, a strong and honest voice of reason for me. Thank you, Coach. Rest in paradise. Um, Vernon Maxwell states, rest in peace, Paul Silas. My deepest condolences to Stephen and the fam. Rex Chapman says, Paul Silas was a giant in basketball circles, a great man, was fortunate to spend a couple of seasons with Paul when he was an assistant coach for, with the Suns. I don't know anyone with a bad word to say about him ever. A sad day. My heart is with Steven and the family. Rest, Paul. Wow. Okay, so um, this person who goes by the, uh, I, I don't know how to, so this person says on Twitter, RIP Paul Silas, you will be dearly missed. The most unsung Boston Celtic of all time. The perfect example of members don't do the guy justice. Without him, there are no rings in 1974 to 1976. Many credited his demeanor on the court as a player, but moreover as a coach. Notably, Silas was LeBron James's first coach in the NBA. As a player, Silas helped bring the only championship to the former NBA franchise, the Seattle Supersonics. <sighs> but he also did wonders as a coach. Paul Silas as an NBA coach, the Hall of Famer, started his coaching career with the San Diego Clippers. He was the assistant coach of five different teams before finally getting a chance to be the head coach with the Charlotte Hornets. Silas replaced Dave Cohen's, who was fired after a 4-11 record. Houston Rockets states the the Fertitta family and the Rockets organization are deeply, deeply saddened by the passing of Paul Silas, father of the Rockets, head coach Stephen Silas. Our heartfelt thoughts are with Stephen and his family during this difficult time. Silas did manage to turn the team's fate around. The team then moved to New Orleans and Silas coached, from, coached them from 1999 to 2003. Apart from his first year as a coach. Silas led the team to, to the playoffs each year as the, the head coach after the 1999 season. This also included two trips to the Eastern Conference semifinals. He ended up coaching the Charlotte Bobcats. <laughs> oh, shit. Known as the Charlotte Hornets, once again in 2010, 
<laughs> Silas coached many notable names like LeBron James and Baron Davis. Currently, his son, Steven Silas, is the, the head coach of the Houston Rockets, hoping to follow in his dad, no, excuse me, his father's footsteps. Yes, yes. So rest in paradise, sleep in, sleep in paradise to Paul Silas. All right, so in other basketball news, let's get to right here. In other basketball news, um, didn't get a chance to cover this. I didn't get a chance to cover this actually. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get a chance to cover this though. So this happened over the summer, so this is more of a little recap right here. So Sacramento, California, today the Sacramento Kings and when we all vote announced an expensive partnership to relaunch Rally the Vote, a nonpartisan coalition founded by the Kings to increase civic engagement by leveraging professional sports team platforms. Rally to Rally the Vote will formally become a campaign of when we all vote. Combining the nonprofit's educational resources and voter registration technology with the King's robust professional sports network and coalition building experience. This partnership builds on the two organizations' successful collaborations in 2018 and 2020 to expand Rally the Vote to more than 50 professional sports um, franchises across multiple leagues. And let me give a little quick shout out to um to one of the podcasters right here who goes by the name Pick Six with Noah and Nick. Shouts to shouts to those podcasters right there. Thank you for viewing this. And and let's continue. All right. So over the past two election cycles, rally the vote. Um, has become a groundbreaking nonpartisan movement that demonstrates the ability of sports to create positive change, says Sacramento Kings owner and chair, chairman Vivek Ranadive. My life's work has been to remove friction from our daily lives and rally the vote makes the process of participating in democracy as seamless as possible. I am proud of the work we have done done to lead this effort in partnership with the an incredible collision of professional sports teams and organizations like when we all vote today's announcement is an exciting next chapter for rally the vote providing more opportunities to connect with fans and promote civic engagement democracy is not is not a spectator sport we all have to get in the game and make our voices heard in each and every election and the rally the vocal coalition coalition excuse me will ensure fans across the country get registered and cast their votes at the ballot box said when we all vote executive director stephanie l young even though we saw record um voter turnout in 2020 we all we know that a lot of people tend to watch the midterm elections from the sidelines but there is too much at stake all four 35 members of the house of representatives 35 out of 100 senators and continue and countless elected officials in our local and state governments are on the ballot that is what makes the work of this coalition 
and we when we all vote so important when we all vote is a leading national um nonpartisan initiative focused on changing the culture around voting and increasing election participation by closing the race and age voting gap through this enhanced partnership when we all vote will provide rally the vote coalition coalition members with an individualized and custom branded user-friendly online voter registration team portable portal excuse me access to a data dashboard to monitor and track voter registration impact as well as educational resources digital content and de dedicated staff support this announcement comes ahead of when we all votes national ramp up the vote rally to build momentum around voter registration and turnout uh which took place on uh, on august 25th in addition to the sacramento kings rally the vote 2022 coalition members include the following teams brooklyn nets chicago blackhawks <laughs> chicago bulls chicago white Sox, connecticut sun denver nuggets houston dash Houston Dynamo, FC, Los Angeles Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, Minnesota Timberwolves, New England Revolution, Oakland Athletics, Portland Trail Blazers, and San Francisco Giants. The Kings initially launched Rally to Vote in 2018 with nine teams and expanded the coalition to more than 50 professional sports franchises in 2020 to date this effort has reached millions of fans and registered thousands of voters across the U.S. ahead of the midterm election in 2018 and general election in 2020. Of course, um, for more information, you can to register to vote and take action, visit rallythevote.org. So about when we all vote, what are they about, you ask? So we, when we all vote, is an initiative initiative of civic nation is a leading national nonpartisan initiative on a mission to change the culture around voting and to increase participation in each and every election by helping to close the race and age gap created by michelle obama oh yes when we all vote brings together individuals institutions brands and organizations to register new voters across the country and advance civic education for the entire family and voters of every age to build an informed and engage electorate for today and generations to come we empower our supporters and volunteers to take action through voting advocating for their rights and holding their elected elected officials accountable in 2020 when we all vote ran a robust multifaceted campaign and reached more than 100 million um people to educate them about the voting process and get them registered and ready to vote the initiative also led in voter voter education registration and volunteer engagement and as a result 512 thousand people started or completed the voter registration process and nearly 500 media corporate and non profit partners join its efforts michelle obama launched when we all vote in 2018 and 
is joined by fellow coaches Stephen Curry, Becky G, Selena Gomez, Tom Hanks, her, Liza Koshi, Jennifer Lopez, Lynn Manuel, Miranda, Janelle Monet, Chris Paul, Megan Ripino, Shonda Rhimes, Bretman Rock, Carrie Washington, and Rita Wilson. When We All Vote is a key initiative within Civic Nation, a five. 501 organization and works with civic nation action a 501 um these organizations are homes for change makers who inspire educate and activate people around the issues that will define this generation and of course about civic nation civic nation is a non-partisan non-profit ecosystem for high impact organizing and education initiatives working to build a more inclusive and equitable america civic nation shifts cultures systems and policy by bringing together individuals grassroots organizers industry leaders and influencers to tackle some of our nation's most pressure excuse me pressing social changes no excuse me challenges Civic Nation initiatives take on the biggest issues of our time, strengthening democracy, fostering civic engagement and voter participation, fighting for gender equality, equity, excuse me, and more. Six nation national initiatives are part of Civic Nation, all in campus democracy challenge and rape on campus. It's on us, United State of Women, we the action, and when we all vote. Of course, you could go to their website to actually check it out. And shout outs to the people, including Michelle Obama for doing this and and the other people, and the other people like um, the co-chair, Stephen Curry, Becky G, Selena Gomez, Tom Hanks, her, Liza Koshi, Jennifer Lopez, Lin-Manuel, Miranda, Jan- 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 Janelle Monet, Chris Paul, Megan Repino, Shonda Rhimes from um, Grey's Anatomy, Bretman Rock, Carrie Washington, and Rita Wilson. Shout out to shout out to them for doing this. We all need more people like them. Okay, Utah wannabe. Let's get to him. Wow. The Nets are almost at full strength. Not only is Ben Simmons nearing his return from injury, but Utah wannabe will be back. Will, will be back soon. Will be back in the lineup. Excuse me. Following stints with the Grizzlies and Raptors, Watanabe worked his way into Brooklyn's rotation with his play to start. The season he's averaging a career high 8.1 points through 14 games and has been one of the most accurate three-point shooters in the nba wow 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 that's that's lit man that's very lit right here Yes. Unfortunately for him, a hamstring injury, it hit the pause button on 
Watana Bay's Watana B's breakout season. What's next for Watana B? Here's everything we know about his injury and the latest news on when he may return to court. And this is from sportingnews.com that I'm using. What is Yuta Watana Bay's injury? Watana B hasn't played since Brooklyn's win over over Memphis on November 20th. It wasn't clear when he he suffered the injury, but he said he felt the pain in his hamstring while doing lower body um, lifting after the game. A few days later, Nets head coach um, Jacques Vaughn told the media that Watana Bay underwent an MRI and was dealing with a hamstring strain. He has been listed out since with a right hamstring strain. Watana Bay was playing the best basketball of his career prior to the injury, averaging 14.5 points on 60.0% shooting from three-point range in his his last four games. So how long will Uter want to be going to be out, you ask? Watana Bay was ruled out of Brooklyn's matchup with Atlanta on Friday, but he is close to returning. Vaughn said Watana Bay is on track to play against the Pacers, which happened Saturday recently. Watana Bay had previously said he liked to play in both games, but will likely only play in one. Um, yeah, and the uh Pacers matchup is the first of our four straight on the road for Brooklyn. And what's hot, U- Utah Watana Bay career stats highlights 4.2 points per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, 0.6 assists per game, 0.4 steals per game. blocks per game, 0.4 turnovers per game, 12.6 minutes per game, 43.9% shooting, 39.1% three-point shooting, 66.7% free throw shooting. Okay. All right, so let's see what else we got on the agenda here. Of course, T.J. Warren. Before we get into the baseball news part, um, all right, so let's get into it though. TJ Warren, I forget, um, the story. What's the story behind this? I'm not sure, but um, what is this? TJ Warren, blah blah blah. Okay, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, so TJ Warren. Um, hold on a second here. Wait, let's get to this. Hold on a minute here. Um, let me see. Let me see. 
me one second. One second, one second. Um, okay, let's get into this right here. <clears throat> okay. Um, so the Nets have won six straight, but how good are they? And this is from... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, all right. Give Brooklyn its due. The team has won six in a row and is 12 and three. Excuse me. Hold on a second, folks. Hold on a second. Yes, this is from Yahoo.com I'm using, folks. For those of you who may not know what I'm using. Um, yes, so 12-3 and three since Kyrie Irving returned from his eight-game suspension, uh, which I will discuss in a, in, a, in a separate episode. It has a top 10 offense and defense during the that 15-game 15, 15 stretch. At the heart of what's gone right, Brooklyn has gotten healthy, which means more minutes and contributions from Joe Harris, um, Markeith, Markeith Morris, TJ Warren, the impressive Utah Watanabe, um, and others. It also means fewer minutes for the inconsistent and inexperienced youth on the roster. As the wins have piled up, the, the, the Nets have climbed to the number four seed in the East and look like a solid playoff-bound team. And nobody wants to face Karen Durant in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yet, yeah, uh, yet skepticism abounds that the Nets are anything more than that is this team really a contender doubts linger about the nets for two reasons first this run came against a, a soft part of the schedule case in point they came back sunday to beat the short-handed detroit pistons 124 to 121 durant and kyrie combined for 81. again Give the net give the Nets credit. Excuse me. Again, give the Nets credit. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, they they have beaten the teams in front of them. They have taken care of their business. They also had haven't had any signature wins in this stretch, and they are considered undersized on defense, which would get them into trouble in the playoff series against Philly, Boston, or Milwaukee. Better test the better test for the Nets are coming up Friday and Monday against the Bucks and Cavaliers. Yeah, Cavaliers, excuse me. Um, the second reason for skepticism, how long can Jacques Vaughn's team remain drama-free and focused? For the past few weeks, the Nets have just played basketball and stayed distraction-free and out of the headlines. Does anyone want to bet that will continue? 
we could add they need to stay healthy, but that is true of every team. What is different with the Nets is the level of drama they can generate and the distraction that becomes everything is magnified and it always feels like the other shoe is going to drop with them. Let's be fair. Under Jacques Vaughn, things have been steadier so far. This team is good, but we're not sold on them being more than a playoff team yet. Of course, Jordan Poole steps up with Curry out, drops career high 43. When their star player goes out for an extended period with with an injury, most teams have have to retool the offense and play differently to make to make up for the missing shooting and shot creation. Says Star provides. Uh, not the Warriors. They can plug and play Jordan Poole in for the age of Stephen Curry. Not that Poole is Curry light, but he's a similar style of player in critical ways, and so. The Warriors aren't overhauling anything. And Poole can have some Curry light nights, as he did Sunday dropping a career-high 43 on the Raptors in Toronto. Everybody needs to step up when one of our leaders goes down, Poole said via the Associated Press. We did that tonight from the top to the bottom of the roster. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green each added 17 and green also gave us one of the great bloopers of the season to be fair nick nurse was open toronto is a team reaching a crossroads it continues to stumble through the season being inconsistent there's talent on the roster but it's not winning and and even healthy there is no clear path to contention it is time to become sellers at the deadline other teams are watching Sunday night. The Raptors got 27 from Pascal um, Siakam and 22 from Fred Van Vliet, but couldn't get enough stops to make that meaningful. Number three, Anthony Davis is going to be out indefinitely. Can the, can the Lakers survive it? The Lakers are one and zero without Anthony Davis in this stretch, but it took a fluky play in the final seconds of the game to beat a Wizards team that had lost nine in a row. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Damn. LeBron James said they knew that the Wizards would double him on the ball. Um, what else? But when he lost the ball, I had to get it back, feeling he had to make up for his mistake. He did, and Thomas Bryant was all alone near the basket as the Wizards raced back up court. That's one win, but the Lakers will need a lot more with, without Davis. The Lakers are expected to make a formal statement on Davis's foot injury Monday, Coach Darvin Ham said, but added that more doctors specialists were looking at him Sunday and the situation was being evaluated. 
as a rule of thumb, when the specialists are brought in, it's not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. There are reports Davis could miss a month, but some sources hinted to NBC Sports it could be longer. The Lakers had a negative 4.6 net rating when Davis is off the court, and now they will have to go without the guy LeBron called their number one player for an extended period. Davis had been playing at an NBA, an all-NBA level, averaging 27.4 points and 12.1 rebounds a game. Sunday's win moved the Lakers to 13-16 to 16 on the season. They still sit outside even the play in, in the West. While the Lakers have been actively looking for a trade that can improve their team, does not having Davis and potentially falling out of the playoffs pitcher change the team's calculus with trades? I don't think so, Ham said when asked that question. I think with or without AD, you are constantly looking to see different ways they can improve their team, improve the roster. It's a business or of professional sports despite what ham says this injury might slow the lakers role with trades gm rob palinka and the front office may want to see where this team is at the end of january before making a move especially in terms of growing excuse me throwing in a first round pick do the Lakers want to spend a first-round pick to get a player that helps make the ro- the rotation better and deeper but doesn't make them a contender, or is it better to wait until the offseason and go for some bold moves? It's going to be interest- an interesting next month in Los Angeles without Davis. Yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, um, all right, let's get to, hold on a second. Let me make sure I got my topics correctly here. Um, Let me just double check on something. One moment. Okay, all right. All right. Let me make sure I cover the bases so I don't miss out on anything. So, um, all right. Okay, all right, let's see if I covered all the topics. Oh, NBA 2K23 gameplay. Yeah, let's get in. We're going to get into that right here before we get to the baseball news here. Uh, okay, so let's get into the base, the, the, the basketball thing. Um, <clears throat> yes, so new changes to to NBA 2K23. 
Okay. So 2K today unveiled new features and updates. Um, and this is from over the summer, by the way, folks. Um, <clears throat> a little recap. Yes, so updates coming to the W in NBA 2K23 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series players. The W will introduce new ways to control how the league expands, community challenges, and more all-new content. The WNBA is quickly growing and evolving, and we are ensuring that we also expand the breadth and scope of the W mode to bring fans of the WNBA more ways to experience it, said Felicia Steenhouse, senior producer at Visual Concepts. This year, the W provides an even more authentic WNBA experience that players can enjoy from choosing how to expand the league to leading the community to new heights. The W mode adds a number of new features, including community goals. Every season will feature six weekly goals the community can work together to reach. If the community is able to reach the collective goal in four out of six weeks that season, every NBA 2K23 player will receive a reward. New Jersey's a plethora of noteworthy brands you can add to your wardrobe, including 60 WNBA player jerseys spanning multiple seasons. Coming in season one, you can expect Seattle Storm, Phoenix Mercury, and Chicago Sky featuring two players from each team. All-Star and Commissioner's Cup. For the first time in the W, your my player will now have the opportunity to make the All-Star team and participate in the All-Star game. Display your skills in front of adoring fans in a premier showcase of elite basketball talent. Commissioners, Commissioners Cups, Cup games are another new addition, culminating in the high-stakes final cup game. The mid-season tournament was implemented in the WNBA last year and offers a potential preview at a WNBA Finals matchup down the road. League expansion, build the future you want to see, progressing in the W to the maximum level of 10 in league popularity will unlock two expansion team slots. From here, you control how the league expands. Pick the city, build the arena, create the logo, design the uniforms. The W is packed with all new content, including WNBA jerseys, logos, and Coach My Team cards. All of the new, excuse me, all of the rewards will be exclusively found in the W online. You will not pull a Las, a Las Vegas Ace uniform card from a market pack. You will not find a Candace Parker Rebel jersey elsewhere, despite the variety of clothing options available in the city. The Don Staley t-shirt is a W exclusive. For full details on the new updates coming to the W in NBA 2K23 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series consoles, check out the latest courtside report. Stay tuned for and additional deep dives in the coming weeks to reveal even more of what's new in NBA 20, 2K23. Um, I will actually 
cover this as far as like you know any new updates so don't you worry about that one the nba 2k 23 is currently scheduled it already it's already out already right now for playstation 5 and playstation 4 xbox series and xbox one nintendo switch and pc on um, platforms of course for more information please visit the nba 2k official website so there you have it right there man and we got some bad news in the in the New York Mets organization, man. Unfortunately, jo- they lose Joelle Rodriguez. Let me fill you in on what's going on here with the Joelle Rodriguez situation here, folks, for you Mets fans out here. The first of the Mets free agent is officially headed elsewhere. The lefty reliever Joel Rodriguez signed a one-year contract with the with the Red Sox on Wednesday. The team announced with a club option for 2024. The deal includes two million dollars in guaranteed money plus incentives. The Post John Heyman reported on along with a 4.25 million dollar option for the second year. The Mets were not expected to retain Rodriguez, but his departure only emphasizes the work they will have to do to rebuild their bullpen this offseason. Closer Edwin Diaz, who who resigned a five-year, $102 million deal this month, and Drew Smith are the only relievers under, under contract and certain to be in the Mets' bullpen in 2023. Fellow relievers Adam out of Vino, Seth Lugo, Trevor May, and Trevor Williams are all free agents. Rodriguez, a lively presence in the clubhouse, landed in Queens after a spring training training trade this year that sent reliever Miguel Castro to the Yankees as the only full-time lefty in the bullpen. Rodriguez. Um, posted a 4.47 ERA with 57 strikeouts and 26 walks in 50 and one-third innings. The 31-year-old was removed from the Mets wildcard series roster after game one with a shoulder injury. The Mets announced Wednesday they have signed a pair of pitchers left-hander Zach Muckenhern and right-hander um, Danny Reyes to minor league contracts with invitations to major league spring training. The 27-year-old Muckenhern is a reliever who spent 2022 at the White Sox AAA affiliate in Charlotte, posting a 3.11 ERA with 56 strikeouts and 23 walks in 55 innings. The former Orioles farmhand has yet to make his MLB debut. We'll see what happens. Reyes, age 26, made his big league debut this year with the Orioles recording a 2.35 ERA in three games, of course, one start, with three strikeouts and a walk in seven and two-third innings. The former Red Sox prospect has a career 3.29 ERA across seven seasons in the minor leagues, making 84 starts and pitching in 129 games overall. 
Okay, another baseball news um involving the Yankees. Another baseball news involving the Yankees. Um, we'll get to more Mets stories in in a minute. Um, so the Yankees made the move they needed to to make and secure the services of Aaron Judge for the next nine years. Things were tough for a while, as it seemed that the Giants might swoop in and bring the Bay Area native back and the Padres made things super interesting by offering him $400 million. But ultimately, Hal Steinbrenner made a long-distance call from Italy and said all the night things, all the right things to convince Judge to stay in pinstripes. With that, Aaron Judge is a Yankee still, and the rest of the offseason becomes a lot easier for Brian Cashman and his team. Replacing Judge's production and presence would not have been an easy task, and luckily, it's not one anyone has to think about. This was a move that absolutely had to, to be made, and we're all thankful that it was done. What a wonderful early Christmas present for the Yankees fans. <laughs> Andrew and and Con, Conj fired fire up the old podcast mobile to share thoughts and stories of relief and almost heartbreak thanks thanks john Heyman on the yankees bringing back the face of their franchise they also discuss the all the return of old friend tommy um conley and the depart departures of miguel castro and jameson um talon lastly they end the show with handing out some obvious Yankee and Manfred of the Week awards, but not before discussing some of the rumors swirling around about the Yankees don't seem ready to call it an offseason just yet. The team has been linked to Carlos Rondon, Andrew Bentendi, Brandon Nimmo, which I will discuss in the next episode, and Brian Reynolds. While some of it may just be rumors, there seems to be real smoke in some places. Of course, you can listen to the show on the web player above or any of your preferred podcast apps, which is called Pinstripe Alley Podcast um, for the New York Yankee fans. And they are on app. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. All right. Now, let's see. Let's see. I forgot to do this one. I forgot to do this one, folks. Let me just do. No, 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 no. I think I covered that already. Hold on. I did that already. Um, Let's see. 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 In other baseball news, yes, so Aaron Judge, here we go. Yes, so Aaron Judge, as as we stated, um, the face of the Yankees franchise is back. Aaron Judge has agreed to a massive nine-year, nine $360 million deal to stay in the Bronx. Yes. Aaron Judge has, yes, um according to multiple reports. The signing ends a long saga that had hung over the entire Yankees season and throughout the offseason since they were swept out of the playoffs by the Houston Astros. 
Um, Judge had been the biggest prize on the free agent market this year and was expected to make a king's ransom with the new contract that he signed. The San Francisco Giants had been New York's biggest threat to steal the superstar slugger away from them. And as the day progressed on Tuesday, it seemed like the winds had started to blow in their favor after John Heyman of the New York Post prematurely reported that hold on one second yeah sorry about that um I'm gonna try to speed this up because I have to get some dinner anyway so um <clears throat> yeah um yes so it was reported earlier on Tuesday that the Giants had made an offer to judge in the ballpark of $360 million. But the belief in baseball circles was that the Yankees had remained their, their favorite to sign judge. Yes. And that's a good thing. After reports of the deal with the Yankees started to surface MLB neck was John um, Morosi reported that judge had turned down higher offers from other teams to stay with the Yankees. Judge's decision um, came down to the Yankees, Giants, and San Francisco Padres, according to ESPN's um, Jeff Passan. The new deal for Judge gives him the highest average annual value for a position player in the history of Major League Baseball and easily surpassed the previous record Mike Trout set. Judge had played his cards close to the vest since the 2022 MLB season began, having plenty of room for interpretation as to where he would end up signing. Uh, the Yankees failed to come to an agreement by operate by opening, excuse me, opening day, and New York brass rubbed judge the wrong way when they went public with the seven figure seven year um 213.5 million dollar offer that he had turned down um we kind of said hey let's keep this between us just said in, in an interview with time which was published on tuesday i was a little upset that the numbers came out i understand it's a negotiation tactic but put pressure on me Turn turn the fans against me. Turn the media on me. That part, that part of it, I didn't like. Judge is coming off a historic season in which he broke Roger Maris's home run record, was named American League MVP, which is most valuable player, and was in contention for the Triple Crown. The MVP season played out with the contract situation looming over the entire year. Yet he never appeared to let it get to him he was out on the diamond judge batted point 311 in 2022 this year with 177 hits and 131 at rbi rbis the al which is american league mvp also had an obp of 0.425 and a slugging percentage of 0.686. Additionally, he walked one 11 times. He led the majors in 
RBI, on-base percentage, slugging percentage, runs 133, total bases 391, OPS 1.111, and and WAR 10.6. Alvarez came in third with 37 home runs, and Atani finished fourth in the AO with 34 homer, homers. The superstar had played all 729 MLB games in his career in Yankee pinstripes. Over the course of his time in the Bronx, he had a career .284 batting average, um, 220 home runs, and 497 RBIs. Um, asked about his time with the Yankees after the season ended, Judge gave a very warm response. Getting the chance to wear the pinstripes and play right field at Yankee Stadium, it's an incredible honor that I definitely didn't take for granted at any point. Judge told reporters after the Yankees were eliminated from the playoffs, I always check myself pregame and I say a little prayer and I kind of look around the stadium and kind of pinch myself. Very few individuals get a chance to run on that field and do that and play in front of the fans that support us throughout my whole six years here. It was a special time and I just kept just kick myself for not bringing home that championship for them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, of course, more, of course, this more, uh, it's more baseball news right here. Let's get into Steve Cohen, the Mets owner. So, and this is from elite sports ny.com it seems like one of the mets one of mets owner steve cohen's biggest hobbies these days is sending mixed signals to people on twitter cohen was a very active participant on the social media platform when he first took control of the team in november 2020 after learning the burning it can bring he's been a lot less active over the past year or so that doesn't mean he can't still find ways to get a rise out of others. Once Jacob DeGrom signed with the Texas Rangers, which we previously discussed in previous episodes, um, the Mets went on their second annual spending spree and included um, resigning Brennan Nimmo and coming to terms with Justin Verlander, of course, David Robinson, um, Jose Quintana, and Kodai Sanger, which I'll do a separate episode on that one as well. Oh, and trading for Southpaw reliever Brooks Rowley, which I previously discussed. All in all, the Mets shelled out a guaranteed sum of more than $360 million to this group in a week's time. They are spending record levels but it's not like they are just spending like drunken sailors though <laughs> are they done no they are not like mike puma of the new york post reported the team's focus is shifting to the bullpen for now but with a lineup that looks exactly the same as 2022 for as the 2022 version fans want the mets to get another bat after spending as much as they have, people don't want one of those under-the-radar signings. They want the Mets to land Carlos Correa. The poss possibility of this 
is incredible incredibly small but who knows you can't put anything past cohen and the mets these days whether new york even has a true interest in signing career or not is underdetermined is undetermined cohen's recent twitter likes will surely raise an eyebrow or two um though and could this be a mistake it's possible but then again cohen hasn't liked many tweets during his twitter lifeline he's liked 69 tweets overall with five of them coming since last april as we can see above this particular tweet blew up a bit so if it really was a mistake you'd have you have to imagine cohen would would have unliked it when it when his mentions started going nuts <laughs> or maybe he's just having fun with people since there always seems to be criticism following any mets moves we know that if new york really co- coveted correa there would be a good chance cohen billy appler and the front office could make a convincing argument to bring the free agent to queens that all remains to be seen though uh, the Mets have mostly dominated headlines with their latest flurry of moves to rebuild the roster. If this Twitter like just throws people into a tizzy, then so be it. Either way, we know New York still isn't finished adding talent. Career to the Mets couldn't be any slimmer of a possibility. However, I'll believe the shortstop is heading elsewhere when the official news drops because you never know. Wait a minute, man. Why go for Correa when you already have Francisco Lindor? When you already have Francisco Francisco Lindor as shortstop or as an everyday player <laughs> on a ten year contract? Like, come on. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? That's not a good. That's not a good move right there. <laughs> I mean, think about it, though, man. That's not a good move. Like, why would you do that to to Francisco Lindor, man? <laughs> like, come on, son. That's that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous move, man. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oh man. Let me see. Let me see. Um. Yes. So, um. Yeah. Of course, rumor in the air. Um, yeah, rumor in the air involving um the the uh likes of uh hold on a second. Yeah, that's not gonna happen, unfortunately. That's not gonna really happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen, Carlos Correa. That's not gonna happen though. Unfortunately, that's not gonna happen. Um yeah, that's not gonna really happen. And um, let's see. Let's see. Um, so let me get to this David Peterson part, though, man. I ain't get it's just a cover. Um, if you went back in time to the beginning of the year and showed yourself the basic numbers that David Peterson was going to put up in 2022, you probably think to yourself that the young lefty um starter was about to undergo an encouraging season. Um pressed into an almost permanent role in the starting rotation for much of the season. Thanks to injuries, Peterson made 19 total starts and put up a 
86 ERA in that sample of games, a marked improvement over 5.54 ERA in 15 um, 2021 starts. As a starter, he also struck out an impressive 10.9 batters per nine innings, thanks to thanks in large part to an impressive sweeping slider that was capable of of making batters look silly when it was working. These factors make Peterson a guy who will likely have an important role to play in the on the 2023 squad, who may in fact be given a permanent role in the starting rotation entering the season, given the departures of three starting pitches in free agency. However, according to AmazingAvenue.com, what what those numbers fail to tell us is that watching David Peterson pitch this year made me want to jam my eyes out with a rusty fork. Is this too harsh a thing to say about a pitcher who, on an objective level, provided some measure of stability to a starting staff that had its share of injury um, challenges and who made legitimate contributions to a one-on-one win team? Probably. And yet, we can't make an honest evaluation of Peterson's performance this year without acknowledging all the ways in which he continues to be infuriatingly inconsistent these factors did not stop peterson from having his bright moments but they do make him a pitcher that the mets should be hesitant to place too much faith in as a building block moving forward historically one of peterson's biggest problems has been with his control and that continued in 2022 which is shown in part by his continued high rate walk rate excuse me but of course, those numbers only show part of the story for why his lack of command was such a problem for Peterson in 2022. After all, being able to throw strikes is not solely about limiting walks. It's also about getting ahead of hitters and controlling the overall tempo of the game. And his failures to do these things were altogether far more frustrating than his propensity for simply issuing a f- a few too many free passes perhaps the biggest indication of the struggles peterson um endured was his first pitch strike rate while his while he has always been below average in this area he posted a career worst 52.5 percent rate in 2022 below the league average of 60.8 percent and it's not just that Peterson had trouble throwing strikes, but also that so many of the balls he threw were non-competitive pitches, um, pitches far outside the zone and without any deception to them to ensure that no batter would ever swing at them. Was this failure to to throw strikes because of lack of confidence in attacking hitters, or could he simply not control where the ball was going regardless the problems that resulted from these issues were predictable enough falling behind on batters led to high pitch counts a lot of walks and batters ahead and the count teeing off the first issue there is one of the main things that makes me skeptical about the idea of handling handing peterson a permanent rotation spot as a starter he averaged just under 4.8 
innings per start, an unimpressive number, which put a lot of strain on an often beleaguered bullpen. Yes, bullpen, yes. One can look to his May 30th start against the the Washington Nationals as an encapsulation of his challenges in this area. The Mets scored a whopping 12 runs in the first four innings, making Peterson's job as easy as any starter can ask for. And yet, in a situation where he had all the run support he could ask for and had no reason to be overly cautious with a single hitter, he still walked four with half of his pitches being balls, and he failed to make it through five innings. Thus, the bullpen was forced to work far more than they should have. These types of outings were not uncommon for Peterson, and honestly, even in the games where he pitched well games, where he kept the team off the board and where he even limited his walk totals, he still had these same general command issues. Honestly, he often looked like he was pitching the exact same whether he was giving up five runs in two innings or holding the opposing team scoreless through five. David Peterson, whether good or bad, was always at his absolute most David Peterson-ness. And that meant that he was also, excuse me, almost always frustrating to watch, even when the end result was a good one. Partly because of the eventual return of injured starters and partly because of the lack of suitable lefties in the bullpen, the Mets eventually tried to move Peterson to the bullpen in the hopes that he could be a weapon they could turn to in the postseason. Um, and, and, and indeed, the notion of him u- utilizing his slider more and shorter appearances holds a lot of appeal and could represent a feasible future for role for him his overall era as a reliever was 3.68 and 14.2 innings across eight appearances however that also includes his first appearance of the season when he pitched four scoreless innings after coming on in replacement of an injured taiwan walker and essentially served as a starter taking over after an opener started the game. If we take that appearance out of the equation, his remaining numbers as a reliever with most of those appearances coming in the second half are much less encouraging as his 5.63 ERA in those seven outings indicates. No matter where you go, there you are. Starter or reliever, Peterson's flaws followed him, and it makes it hard to have confidence in him in either role moving forward. Again, this all may be an overly negative portrayal of Peterson's season. If someone else were writing this over, overview, they might have been able to look at his overall numbers and painted a rosier picture of him. And it's not like I'm suggesting the Mets should kick Peterson to the curve this offseason in an ideal world. He will continue to serve as a solid pitching um, depth for the Mets in 2023. But we don't have, but we don't live in an ideal world, and it's entirely possible that the Mets will acquire two starters this winter and head into spring training with Peterson, Tyler McGill, and perhaps a spring training 
invitee or two fighting for the fifth rotation spot. And while that may be um, the worst outcome one could imagine for a team that just won 101 games, it is a bit underwhelming to imagine the same pitcher who struggled to do some of the basic things you need a starting pitcher to be able to do, accompanying such an important role. If the Mets truly want to go into next year with uh, with the aspirations of matching this year's regular season success, they will need to be honest with themselves about the type of pitcher Peterson truly is and the extent to which he is capable of overcoming his continued struggles. Okay, so um, I will do a separate episode in regards to him and his contract. I'm, I'm not going to have time to get to it in this episode. Um, okay, so, so let's see, let's see, um, yes, so, um, let me see, let me see, let me see, what else, oh, yes, um, you got one more thing to actually talk about here, actually, hold on a minute here. Hold on one second. Uh, yes, former Cyclones assistant, according to the Brooklyn Paper website. Earlier this month, the New York State Baseball Hall of Fame honored 18 individuals of who have made countless contributions to their community on and off the field. Among them, former Brooklyn Cyclones assistant general manager Gary Perrone. Uh, Perone, who spoke at the 2022 induction diner in Troy, New York, began his career in 2001 with the New York Mets minor league affiliate Brooklyn Cyclones, helping return baseball to Brooklyn. He served as the director of community relations and later the assistant general manager until 2021. Perone has also long been committed to making the game of baseball a diverse and inclusive sport. In 2008, he received a presidential citation for helping create and mobilizing the diversity and inclusion program that later became a league-wide initiative. Later in 2012, Perone co-founded the Borough Cup, a citywide league that united the five boroughs through, through baseball. Wow. Most recently, in 2018, Perron was recognized by World Wrestling Entertainment as a community champion for his helping to raise awareness for pediatric cancer and WWE's Connors Cure. Giving back is more important than anything else, said Perron in his induction speech. I will. I, I always tell them, no one's bigger than the game. If the game went on strike this year, we would still be playing baseball baseball somewhere on a sand lot it's the people in this room who make the game what it is thank you so much for bringing us all together because baseball is family perone currently serves as general manager and as executive vice president of the staten island ferry hawks in his hometown of 25 years he is entering his 22nd year in professional baseball in new york city all right, let's make some noise for for um 
Let's make some noise for um Gary Perone. Yeah. Okay, one little side note before we wrap up here. There was a rumor in the air involving Carlos Correa going to the Mets, but all right, so let's get to let's get to um let's get to that factor right here. Hold on a second. Okay. So Carlos Correa signs to a different team 2022 let's get to it so uh <laughs> okay so we're gonna get into it though seven days ago um let's get to it so the rumor in the year about Carlos Correa opted out his out of his contract with the twins to become a free agent and mlb.com is tracking the latest rumors surrounding the 28 year old shortstop of course december 13th Correa agrees to mega deal with giants after coming up short in their pursuit of aaron judge the giants won the carlos career sweet states tuesday the two side agreed to a 13-year, $350 million deal with the star shortstop, a source told MLB.com's Mark Feinstein. The deal has no opt-out and a full no-trade clause. December 13th, Mets showing interest in Korea, New York spending spree may be ongoing as reported by ken rosenthal in the athletic the mets have emerged as another possible suitor for korea um having already added five free agents to the fold the mets are currently working on a mere 350 million dollar payroll for far exceeding the maximum luxury tax penalty for the 2023 season potentially making additional spending less daunting for New York. Yeah. The Mets and field pitcher is already crowded with Eduardo Escobar on the contract through the 2023 season and top prospects Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos waiting in their wings. Signing with the Mets would likely mean a move to third base for Correa as San as Francisco Lindor is entering the second year of his 10-year deal with the Mets with $341 million extension. Yes, so these two teams have inside track for Korea. So there are as many as six teams interested in Korea sources told of like Jim um, Bowen, but he adds that Two teams appear to be co-favorites to land the star shortstop, the Twins and Cubs. There have been indications that the Twins and the Cubs have 
the inside track. But it only takes one owner from another team to set up at the last minute to change the equation and pull off a deal. Bolt Bolden uh, wrote. Okay, the Twins have reportedly made a massive offer to Korea, while the Cubs have been commonly tied to Dansby Swanson this offseason. The Giants, who have thus far been unable to sign an elite free agent this winter, reportedly view Korea as their top target. And this is from MLB.com, the website I'm using. Um, in case anybody's wondering, the Yankees have been mentioned in the running for Korea, but they seem more focused on signing starting pitcher Carlos Rendon at the moment. MLB Network insider John Heyman wrote Monday that while the Yankees like Korea, they are having a hard time seeing a fit either financially or on the field as they have three shortstop candidates plus veteran third baseman DJ LeMahieu and Josh Donaldson, who's thought to be untradeable following a rough offensive season. Bolden lists the Braves, Tigers, Angels, and Red Sox as the best fits for Korea, but each club's respective level of interest in him is unclear. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, man. And, of course, this is from um, December 12th. This was from December 13th. Um, the rumor in the year was started. So December 12th, Korea has massive offer from the Twins. It's not exactly breaking news that Korea is fielding huge contract offers from interested clubs. The Yankees, Cubs, and Giants, three big market teams that have money to spend and a need, a need at shortstop are believed to be in on the 28th. 28-year-old. But Correa's most recent team, the Twins, hasn't given up on bringing back its middle-of-the-order star. According to Aaron Gleeman of The Athletic, Minnesota has offered Correa a massive contract far, far beyond anything in franchise history. There are no further specifics on what that may, what offer may look like, but Gleeman writes that the Twins believe they are firmly in the mix in the career sweet stakes <laughs> and have a willingness to get creative with, <laughs> with the structure of his contract. That creativity is one reason why career ended up on the Twins last year as he signed a three-year pack that included $35.1 million annual salaries but also contained an opt-out after each year. That contract was uh, the biggest the Twins have ever handed out to a free agent, both in terms of total value and annual average value. So, so yeah. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, um, Carlos Correa is not going to be with the Mets because the Mets already have a shortstop Francisco Lindor, an everyday player. You know what I'm saying? They already have an everyday shortstop player, so they don't need – they don't really need another one because, you know, you got another player like Luis Guillaume who, who also plays shortstop, can also play third base, second base, 
But as I previously said earlier in previous episodes, I never saw him play first base because Pete Alonzo's taking um first first base. So so yeah, there you have it right there, man. And that's gonna conclude today's episode 44. That's gonna conclude today's episode right here. Um you like to make a charitable donation to support this podcast right here, right? And and previous podcast shows that I do on a weekly basis. You can go to the Cash App, which is G Money Stacks five fifty five. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y, capital S lowercase T A C K Z five fifty five. That's where you can actually make your charitable donation. It's not about having a lot of money from a rich family. It's not about that. It's all about doing the best you can on what. Ever amount of money you are comfortable with that you desire will be appreciated. And also be sure to leave a five-star rating on Podchaser, Podfriend, um, Apple Podcasts, and of course Spotify as well. So five-star rating will be appreciated. So um, all right, so. Um, we're gonna go to our very, very, very last segment right here because I have to get some dinner, which is stream choices on the go. Let's go. And y'all sports fanatics and, and sports listeners out there who's into baseball, basketball, and any other sports whatsoever, y'all know what to do. All you need to do is go ahead and show some love by following excellent fun vibrant talks podcast which is what TLKS stands for. It stands for talks, all right? <laughs> yeah, follow Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast on Instagram alongside with my other shows that I do, which is the review show of Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, which I will be recording episode 103, 104, and hopefully 105 in a couple minutes. And, of course, be sure to uh, follow my number one show, with 219 episodes, which is Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, my primary handle, you can follow your homie right here, which is G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Turning your notifications so you can be in the know on which each, which, when each episode is going to be dropping. All right. And you can also leave a voice message on anchor.fm slash G Money Stacks um zero slash message and if you go to the link in bar where it says excellent fun vibrant um podcast um you're gonna see a whole list of audio streaming platforms including the one where you can leave a voice message for me on the sports topics that's being discussed today and any previous episodes whatsoever um and um and yes starting with anchor we are on Audible, Audacity, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podfriend, Podorama, Podopolo, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Podchaser, Podverse, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and be sure to listen to Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast, Sports, sports Edition Show on Radio Public and alongside with iHeartRadio, the number one app for music, radio, and podcasting. You don't need a credit card or a debit card to actually download iHeartRadio or any of the apps whatsoever. Of course, you it's free. 
in in, in your app stores. Um, you can download it to your iPhones. You can download it to your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, and even your friendly, trusty right here, your laptop. And, of course, be sure to follow my other two shows that's also on iHeartRadio and, and every other um, streaming platforms that I'm going to mention um, on iHeartRadio, of course. Meticulous Vodges Podcast Review Shows on there. Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast is also on there as well. Um, if you miss any episode, any new and previous episodes, latest episodes, whatsoever, everything's all there. And of course, and of course, make sure you grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks Podcast. And of course, click the Noni Noni bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air via live stream. And, and of course, be sure to stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, and previous episodes whatsoever. And share the episodes. Download the episodes, share the videos, make sure you listen and stream, make sure you listen and stream, watch the episodes, and of course, tell a friend to another friend, and spread the word, word of mouth is important, and of course, and of course, also, share the podcast along with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, along with the link that says Linktree slash um, um, Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. Make sure you share the link, of course, with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, girlfriends, your friends, the people you're cool with, and all that great stuff right there. And, the, and wherever you meet new people um, at an event, wherever it is right there, though. So that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for me. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Greg in there, also known as Greg, of course. Um, thank you very much for listening to episode 44 titled Keep Grinding. And I'll be back in episode 45. Stay tuned to episode 45, where we talk about more Mets um news involving Brandon Nimmo, who just who just basically came back as a return to the Mets in an eight-year deal now you want to know what the amount is you're gonna have to stick around and find out tomorrow all right and there you have it right there man and like i always say at the end of the show man um the grind doesn't stop if you want something you have to work hard and you have to earn it trust the process New York wasn't built in a day. And most importantly, most importantly, find your voice. Be you. Be confident in your craft. Be confident in your content. Be confident in what you're trying to do. And, of course, be sure to find something that um, that makes you happy and clicks to you. And plus, follow your goals and dreams that makes you happy and that makes you happy um, mentally, 
creatively, physically, and spiritually that gets you into your zone while your creative juices is flowing when it comes to topics, researches, and all that great stuff whatsoever. It's always good to actually use particular websites to sports or any other websites whatsoever in any podcast shows that you're doing whatsoever. And also, and also, um, also be sure to be sure to be careful out there. And I hope y'all um had a nice weekend. And 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 of course remember checking in one check in on one another because mental health matters. As I said earlier, during a little bit of a PSA to the cyber bullies and shit like that, you're not gonna get anywhere in life, you know, talking down to people and shit. So so there you have it right there, man. So be sure to check in on one another. Do a mental health check-in and all the other stuff. Cause you never know when a per- what a person might be going through. All right. I'm up out of here. Thank you so much. And thank you, Spotify, for making this presentation for me involving excellent fun vibrant talks podcast sports edition show being included on spotify and all this great stuff right there man and there's going to be more topics to come not only this week but also in 2023 so stick around for that we're going to be taking off for christmas break because because it'll be back around january the 8th all right and that's a sunday so don't you worry we got more in store for you sports fanatics out there and the listeners all over the world, including including Canada, International, Long Island, a.k.a. Strong Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, all right? I appreciate every single one of you. I love y'all. And thank you for supporting me and, and helping, me, helping me reach my... Um, my goal and being featured in spotify rap 2022 we'll do it again in 2023 any upcoming years and stuff like that so i'm not giving up this podcasting career based on a hater man i'm not gonna do that and 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 you should be confident in what you do no matter who gives you a hard time all right peace and one love and have yourselves a good night folks
Hey guys, G Money Stacks here. You like what you heard? I need your help on some things. Go to the YouTube channels like Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast Sports Edition Show, G Money Stacks 555, and Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast by grabbing the subscribe button, enable alerts with the notification bell, leave a like, comment on the episodes, including the topics, and much more. Plus, you can catch up on the episodes on streaming platforms, including YouTube, by going to the link that says Linktree slash Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast. Make sure you follow on Instagram, Excellent Fun Vibrant Podcast, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcast, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Podcast, alongside with myself, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Thank you so much for tuning in and rocking with me and listening to the episodes. Peace and one love.